0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining me as we walk through the strange Paradiso. I just want to start off with saying that um, my movie buddy and I, we went to go and see Guardians of the Galaxy this past, a couple of days ago. He had already seen it before. This was my first time seeing it. I really liked it a lot. I, I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. I like Marvel movies anyways. But um, the thing that I was wondering about it is that I wonder why they kind of like went in this direction with this franchise because I believe that it could have went on to make, uh, I mean, just so much money. The possibilities are actually astronomical as to how much money this would have generated had it been able to continue on the way that it was with everyone all together. And um, I just was wondering why. Because, like, Star-Lord, he's, like, the main person, okay? And um, Mantis, well, she's a... Maybe people would consider her to be a lesser character. But she was still part of their little family anyways. And the thing with Gamora, like, she lost her memory about what happened in the other two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. It's just, I don't know why they chose to go in this direction. So it was kind of um, not sad because, I mean, it's a movie, you know. But I just was wondering about it. Um, I have to tell you that one of my favorite characters of the whole thing is Drax. I just really like the character, he's so funny, and um, I just really like him, so I was glad that he wasn't one of the ones who was leaving, I mean, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, because at the end of the movie, you know what it says, but I just um, wonder what is going to happen with this, as well as Nebula, I was asking my buddy, So when did Nebula turn into this type of character that she portrayed in this latest one? Like, when did that happen? But anyways, um, it was really good. If any of you haven't seen it yet, which I really doubt. I mean, it's been out for a few weeks now. I, um, I guess I should have done a spoiler alert at the beginning, but I'm pretty confident that whoever is a fan of the Guardians has already seen the movie. So I just wanted to share that little tidbit with you. I believe that the next movie that we're going to go see is the latest Fast and Furious. I haven't seen any of the other ones, but um this one looks pretty good. So we're actually going to go and take a look, see what this is all about. Um, probably within the next week, we're going to go see that. So, anyways, um, let's begin our walk. I have a couple of things that I want to share with you. The first one is now, this is something that I had no idea about. Someone actually shared this with me. And the thing that caught my attention about it is how long ago this particular incident took place, all right? Because this happened in 1894 in a place called, I believe it's Eden, Utah. So it was towards the end of July in Eden, Utah, 1894, and people saw something in the sky, okay? They saw this aerial phenomenon in the sky. Now, in 1894, you have to figure there were no jets, there were no planes, there were no blimps, what would have been up there flying around. So many reliable and credible people saw this, and uh, what it was to them, they described it as there was a flying creature, okay? They describe it as looking like some sort of serpent. It was approximately 60 feet long. Now, you've got quite a few people out there seeing this thing right so it just flew along I'm not sure of how fast this thing went because that was not said but it just flew along and and it flew towards the mountains okay then it just vanished so it vanished right in front of the witness who witnesses who saw this thing. So, I started looking around. I couldn't find anything about it. But anyways, I looked at Eden, Utah in particular, and I noticed that there was something called a Powder Mountain Ski Resort. So, I was thinking perhaps whatever this thing was, That is the mountain or range of mountains, whatever it is, that this thing was flying towards. Okay. The other thing about this area is that there is quite a bit of water around here in this Eden area because you've got the Ogden River and then you have the Pine View Reservoir all in that same vicinity. So we know that when it comes to certain things, certain phenomenon, water is many times a big, I don't know if it's an attraction or whatever, but there is a lot of uh, activity is known to happen around large bodies of water, even areas where there is water, but it's kind of like underground and things like this, and um, as well as streams and lakes and so on. So, maybe that had something to do with it. But now I have to take this a little bit further. And, uh, okay, we have to realize that this was in 1894. So, I'm not sure of what was happening at that time as far as in the Skinwalker Ranch area. Skinwalker Ranch, as we know, is located in Utah. Utah. So I went to go and take a look to see how far Skinwalker Ranch, which is in, I don't know, Vernal, it's in Vernal, Utah, how far that is from Eden, where this sighting occurred. So it said that it is 132.84 miles apart, Vernal and Eden. So that is not far. So, Skinwalker Ranch itself is not far from where this sighting occurred all those years ago, over 100 years ago. Does that have anything to do with it? Is there a connection? There may be a connection somehow, as well as there have been many reports of, uh, different types of aerial sightings and things like this, things that cannot be explained, mysterious things in the sky in Utah. So just because Skinwalker Ranch is invernal doesn't mean that phenomenon cannot happen all over Utah. Because When you stop and look at it, I don't believe that Utah is really that big. Some of these things may even spill over into neighboring states. And I'm talking about like strange phenomenon because of what is happening at the ranch itself. Now, back in uh, 1894, I don't know what was going on there in that location, but whatever it is, that is happening there right now in our time, I believe has been there for many, many years. I don't know if some of these things were caused by the opening of a portal, by some sort of ritual, by anything that people would have done, or if it's just something that's always been there. But I believe that whatever is happening now is very, very old, has been happening for a long time. And um, I am feeling that maybe there is some sort of connection, even though this particular incident of the surfing light thing that people saw flying in the sky has happened such a long time ago. I believe that there is a possibility, a pretty good possibility, that there is a connection. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is something that is known to the majority of us and just to the majority of people, even though maybe they haven't looked into this or um, have any interest in it, whatever you want to say about it. but this is a phenomenon of um, something called the Jin. Now the Jin is something that, to me, it seems like it's, like each culture has its own type of um, entity that is well-known. So to me, this is one that is well-known and the name is, is called that because it's in the Middle East predominantly, okay? But... Here, we may call them something else. We may call them just uh, shapeshifters. We may call them, I mean, whatever, ghouls. Uh, Some other countries may call them by a different name. But um, these things are kind of, um, I don't know, a, a source of fascination for me. One of the reasons is because the way that they can, Shapeshift is something that's uh, pretty amazing because I have actually heard that not only can they change into um, different forms, okay, but they can change into different animals, um, even rocks, I mean, and they can change into things that are really big, things that are small, they can change into balls of fire, things like this. So there are many types and forms that they can come in. So um, some of the reports are of uh, dark humanoid shapes with eyes and mouths that both glow. Sometimes their eyes and mouths are glowing white. Sometimes they're glowing red, okay? They've been known to change and shift into insects, even fire, what I had just mentioned, okay? They've even been known to change into fire and um, have even been known to set things on fire, okay? They, they have a, uh, oh, they've also been known, okay? I've written things down, so I have to read my own writing, so uh, bear with me, They've also been known to let me change my page here. Sorry guys, to retreat into mirrors, okay? So that maybe from time to time they will you will be able to see them or certain people have seen them in mirrors. Sometimes I have actually um seen not personally but seen on other um outlets that somebody will be looking in the mirror and that something will appear right next to them and then the person will turn around to see who's behind them but there won't be anyone in the room with them because these things are actually in the mirror or just able to reflect into the mirror without having any physical form. So um, that is really something, okay? Um, And it's also said that these things like to live like in caves a lot of times. They also like to live around or in like standing water, water that's not flowing for some reason. And uh, apparently there is a cave somewhere in the Middle East. It's called the I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but it looks like Emma Emre Emariba Cave. And so um these this cave is um where It's like, I guess, almost common knowledge to people in the area where these things live, where they reside. And one of the things about this particular cave, because there have actually been people who have gone into this cave and they say that whatever is on the floor, because there is an actual room in this cave, And whatever it is that's on that floor in that cave is made of what looks to be red sand. So you've got all the sand around in this area and in this cave, it's red. It's also said that there are piles of bones and that is not the only cave, okay? But as far as people going in there and seeing this red floor made of sand, That is this particular cave that I just named. There are piles of bones in there. The bones are human as well as animal. So, one of the reasons that was explained now, I don't know if this is true, but this is maybe this is theory, okay, because I don't know. But it's said by certain individuals that the bones are there because these entities, like to eat humans as well as animals. So I guess they just eat the humans and the animals and just toss the bones over. So that's why there are collections of bones like that in certain caves. Because it's also being said that wherever these areas are, where these entities Reside where they congregate, where they group, whatever you want to call it, that there are bones in all of them. So, I mean, when you stop and think about things like that, all right, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is going on. However, it does look very sus, okay? Because you've got this story about these things that, Eat people as well as animals, they live in these certain areas. And in all of these type of areas in certain locations, there are piles of bones. And I'm not just talking about a couple of random uh, thigh bones and ankle bones thrown around. I'm talking about like a pile of bones. All right. So um, what's really going on here? As well as I guess certain people can look at bones and know if it comes from a human or some sort of animal and can even tell you what kind of animal it uh, comes from. But um, me personally, I'm not one of those people. I would look at any bone and I guess I would just have to say that they all looked like chicken. (laughs) You know, they say everything tastes like chicken. Well, I probably have to say, well, that must be a chicken bone because I really would not know. Seriously, seriously probably like a, a cow bone from a, from a human leg bone. But anyways, this is um, rather perplexing because there are so many of these stories about these things. And even people who say that they have actually, not been in contact, but have witnessed things that the scientific community and maybe meteorologists will call ball lightning. So it leads me to wonder about this phenomenon, okay? And I don't want to say the word of these beings too many times, okay? So I'm just going to spell it, the J-I-N-N. It leads me to wonder about it because I don't know, um, many of you who have been with me for a while may recall the story I told probably about two, three years ago, where one of my friends was telling me that there was a ball of lightning that went through her mother's house and pretty much destroyed the house. It burned the house almost completely down. I mean, they pretty much had to rebuild this house. But they were both there when this happened. And she said that this ball of this ball of lightning went from room to room like it was being driven. Like there was actually an intelligence behind this. So it just makes me wonder about, okay, maybe there is really something to this. All right, but what was the catalyst? What started this? i when I start thinking about things like this just being random, I have a very difficult time with that because I really do not believe that, for example, the universe is random i don't I don't believe that, just like this, what I'm explaining, what happened to my friend all these few years ago. I don't believe that that was random. At the time, I wasn't sure. But it's just like the scientific community um, will tell us that um, something is called sleep paralysis. There's no such thing as the old hag or the night hag. Well, I'm here to tell you there is such a thing because I have experienced it more than once. So, once again, we have this particular community saying and talking about ball lightning but how is this thing just like my friend told me it was like it was being driven because I mean let's really think about this guys if it was really just a ball of lightning wouldn't it have just maybe crashed through the roof and come down through the ceiling and maybe shatter okay I'm just using this as a as a term, you know, and burn things in its surrounding area instead of driving through the house from room to room like that ball on Phantasm, on that Phantasm movie, movie because it knew exactly where to go. It knew exactly how to destroy and cause destruction. We um really have to think about all these types of things that are possibilities and I'm leaning towards that may actually be one. Okay? And if these things can also manifest into, um, for example, a rock. If it can shift into a rock, There's a story from, I believe it was like the late 1800s where there was this uh, man, I believe he was a farmer and he was out doing whatever farmers do. And all of a sudden he was being pelted by rocks that were coming from nowhere and everywhere. And his wife heard all this noise and she was in the house and she looked out the window and she saw her husband being pelted by rocks. And where these were coming from was really unknown. So, once again, that leads me to think about this whole thing. Now, as when we. Think about perhaps um, animals and things like this. Well, that's another story. If they were going to perhaps change into some sort of animal, four-legged, two-legged, whatever, I believe that we would be dealing with something else. Maybe um, we would call it a cryptid or something like this. But um, some of these other things, guys, is... Very strange, and it actually opens a door to make us look at other phenomenon. Because I'm going to tell you, when I heard the part about these things being able to change into balls of fire and things like this, it just, like, was an alarm to... Me remembering what happened to my friend and her mom's house. But once again, what brought this on? What caused this? There has to be a catalyst. Well, I cannot put, I I cannot point my finger at anyone. But this was around the same time when, for example, her dog, my friend's dog, did not like her soon-to-be son-in-law. That dog would go nuts. He would bark incessantly at her future son-in-law. And then it was so scared, it would go run under the bed. Now, her dog was very friendly, very good dog, very sociable. So, this was really out of character for her dog. And I remember she had to actually give her dog to her mother because she was like, I can't have my dog there because he's so scared of, I'm going to call him Brian. She said, he's just so scared of Brian. He just freaks out. And I'm, I'm worried about, about my dog. So she had to give him to her mother. Then she found that writing on the side of her house. And it. she took pictures of it and showed me. And there were some kind of symbols. One of them was like the anarchy symbol. And there were some other symbols there. And... That was also around the time when he was not, he was kind of new, okay, in their lives. He hadn't been seeing her daughter for like a real long time. It had been less than a year. And all these things started happening. Now, I'm not saying that it was him. Maybe um, he unknowingly brought something with him because I don't see him as being a person like that. But once again, we don't know. He could have been engaged in something in the past. So there is no way of knowing, but things just seem to go on. So she gives her dog to her mother and her mother lived in Mexico. And, okay, that's rather far away from the Middle East. Now, I'm not saying that these things are confined by region, because they're not. They're just called different names in different regions. But anyways, we don't know anything about his past. We don't know where he's been. We don't know where he's lived. Even as a child, we don't know. But... A couple of years after, or maybe I'm going to say a year and a half. No, guys, you know what? It wasn't that long. It was about a year. So about a year after she gave her dog to her mom, and I want to say it was after the ball lightning incident that pretty much destroyed her mother's house, her dog was found dead. So what happened was this had been a while since she told me the story because I asked her when I saw her one day, so how's your puppy? And then she said, Oh, I have bad news. My, my, uh, dog died. He was found dead. My mom found him. She feels so horrible. Somehow he left the house, which was, uh, not what this guy did. This dog was like, not going to wander off. He left the house, And he went down somewhere by the water, somehow got tangled up in a rope and drowned. Very strange story. So I haven't thought about this in a while until today when I was um, reading about this. About this whole lightning thing and the fire and things like this. And it just seems to me that there is a trail of things and events, unfortunate events that have happened since this person, since Brian came into the picture. Um, once again, it's, uh, I, I'm not like blaming him. I'm not saying, Oh, it's him. It's Brian. I know it is because I don't, I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is, but I do know that there is a catalyst for everything. These things are not random. And too many things have happened in a certain time span with with them, with her, her mom, and then even her daughter. Her daughter, and this is another thing. Now, we know that people have miscarriages. We know that people have, um, I mean, when... During pregnancy, okay, it's really iffy. I mean, people have to be careful. Majority of time, everything goes just fine. But we know that things happen many times with pregnancy. So what happened was, after all of this stuff, okay, and then her daughter and Brian get married and all this, and then they were having a baby. Well, the baby died but it was still, it was not a miscarriage. So it was stillborn, okay? So they had to um, actually give her a shot because they knew that the baby was dead. But it was like, I, I believe she was like in her, her eighth month when something happened. So they had to um, give her a shot to get her, get her going to actually give birth to this baby who was not living. So she has this baby and it was the saddest thing ever because she wanted a baby so bad and she was crying so bad and she actually took pictures holding that dead baby. It was very disturbing, it was very sad. But um, see what I'm saying is that there was just in a short amount of time There were so many things that happened that are, um, I mean, that is just pretty unusual. So while I'm not saying that he is um, engaging in anything at all, we don't know what people have done in their past. And even though they stop, they often do not Close the doors. They often do not. Do what is necessary. To close those doors. They could still have attachments. And so on. Perhaps. That is what happened. Or just. I mean heck. I could just be full of hoo-ha. I just could be reaching. Also okay. But I don't think so. Because she would just come and tell me. The most bizarre things that were almost like staged, very, yeah, very strange. And that's not all of the things that happened with her and her son-in-law. There were some other little strange, he was never um, disrespectful to her or anything like that, but just some strange things that she would um mention okay so um besides these entities being around water you know they like to be in caves they like to be in roadways usually the type of roadways that are not busy roadways like maybe through the country areas or something okay um on maybe less traveled walking paths, things like this, so whatever wherever they choose to be there once again, they are not confined to just one area, okay, so okay, I let me just um. Read a little bit, make sure, and see if I'm finished with this particular subject. Okay, it is said that these are the the um the gin. It's is said that these are elemental entities, okay? So we're looking at fire, water, air, earth, things like this. So that's probably why. They are in usually in the areas that are aforementioned. As well as volcanoes. They are also known to um, group in volcanoes. Now, that would be because of fire. So, when I think of volcanoes, I think of like Hawaii and how they also have their own entities that they talk about. So it's just by another name, but it seems to be kind of like the same entity, except for it'll be in a volcano, so it'll be a fire type of being, as opposed to a water being, or a dirt bean, or air. Very um, interesting. I find this subject very interesting and I know many people from the Middle East who don't even wanna talk about it. I brought it up to one of my coworkers one day and she was like, no, 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 no. She wouldn't even talk about it. I just, wow. So, you know what? Maybe I'm going to try it again. Maybe I'll try it again when I see her this weekend and ask her and see what she says about it. Um, Once again, I don't want to or I don't attempt to force anyone to discuss things that they're uncomfortable with. Because they have a reason for not wanting to mention them. Just like I have a reason for not wanting to mention them too many times. I don't remember because I listen and I read so much at times. That um there was something about... Remember the movie Beetlejuice? Well, there was something about that movie. And uh, whoever wrote this article was talking about how this... um was really an entity and i remember the um because when i used to study the constellations and all this stuff well i remember um orion okay the constellation orion and he had his he has his belt because he's a hunter you know and he has his bow and his arrows and stuff like that and so it's right in that constellation There is a red star, and that red star is named Betelgeuse, okay? So that translates to Betelgeuse. So apparently, I mean, I don't know this is uh, Greek mythology or what it is, but this Betelgeuse or Betelgeuse was actually an entity. And when they made the movie about it and all this stuff, I guess parts... Of uh, the movie had a little bit of some truisms within it. Apparently, the movie was edited because, in the real story, Beetlejuice did not want to marry Lydia. Now, once again, I don't know if the name Lydia was just given you know, is scripted in this movie or if the name really means something in the mythology. But he didn't want to do that. He just wanted to, like, rape her and have his way with her because that's what this entity did. That's the type of entity we were dealing with. Not that funny little guy that we saw in the movie, but something that was much darker. So when we start looking at the stars also, And things like this, we have to wonder where do these names come from? A lot of times they come from mythology. And sometimes when they are talking about it or writing about it, it's as if they're writing about real people. So sometimes I'm thinking to myself okay, is this person trying to say that this was a real living entity or is this mythology? What in the heck is going on here? That's what happened when I was reading about the Starbucks logo. You know, that thing that's like a mermaid. Once again, we have a lot of um, things written that is calling this thing by a name. I don't remember what the name is right now because I studied this a while back. And how this thing uh, actually married a member of a royal family. Now I don't know which family it was. This is a long time ago I read this and actually gave birth. And um when that baby was older. Now this this is something I actually read, okay? When that baby was actually older. And yes, we're still talking about the Starbucks logo mermaid looking thing that um it would be a regular child But when he got mad, it would turn into like a mermaid, like the bottom. It would turn into its kind of like fish looking state and flap its tail around and get all mad and angry. So it's like I'm reading this and I'm thinking, okay, is this, I hope they're talking about like mythology. But it seemed to me like they were actually talking about physical beings, that this really took place. And they mention a royal family. I'm sure that um, if I looked into it again, I could find more. But I'm leaving it here because, trust me, I know how wild this all sounds, okay? Even when I'm talking about it, it's like, I can't believe that this stuff is actually written, but it is. So if you want to look at this, if you think that this, oh man, she's lost it now. This is over the top. She's reaching. No, guys, I'm telling you, I read about it. And I want to say the name of that thing was something like miss Miss missaline or something like it started with an m the name of that creature on the Starbucks logo okay so yeah i'm just presenting this but these are things that i actually read and uh once again i know this is a wild ride okay and this is a a wild ride that it's like a perpetual motion, because there are so many things out there. We just cannot get to all of them. We cannot cover all of them because there's just too much. And every time we start thinking, okay, well, there's nothing. No, there's more. The things that we read about and hear about, the things that we encounter, that we may witness, There really is nothing new about them, okay? These things have all been happening for eons. There is nothing new under the sun. But when it hasn't happened to us, when we have never heard about these things before, and then all of a sudden we do, they're new to us, even though they have happened before and will continue. So they are just... Kind of like in different uh, various forms. Because now we also have technology. So we've got a lot of these technological issues and strange things that are happening there. But uh, when we walk and talk again, we'll just bring up some more of these strange things. But um, some of these guys, you, you got to take a look into them. You have to look and see, see what I'm talking about, especially that Starbucks thing. I mean, I don't know really which way to go with that. Uh, Part of me is just like, I guess you can take many different logos and read about them because um, many of them, I'm going to say pretty much all of them, also have esoteric meanings. Even that Chevy logo, you know what that Chevy logo really is not a bow tie? No, it isn't. But... I'm going to leave that for another day. So until we walk and talk again, I'm wishing all of you a great day. I probably won't be able to be back until Monday unless I get some me time between tomorrow and maybe Sunday or something like that. I'm probably not going to be back till Monday. But you just never know. Everybody, Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for taking this walk with me. And uh, we'll be walking and talking again soon. I appreciate all of you so much. Ciao.